This episode is sponsored by Vintage Authentic Retro. It's an Instagram page that sells numerous classic retro football shirts ranging from national size to club size, modern, old, and it really is the best place if you want to pick up a retro shirt. So check them out on Instagram and enjoy the episode. Hi, I'm Ben. Hi, I'm Brad. And this is Two Bees in a Pod. So I was up to my mum, I was like, oh mum, I've got an opportunity to like, play for Millwall against Sheffield United. It's, it's very harsh, but we're going to have to release you. Right, so today we are with our first guest um, who has joined us today. Uh, Miles, who is, who is a former under-23 keeper at QPR. <laughs> um i just want to just before we start properly on the socials i put under 18s right and i had an absolute <laughs> i had an absolute, absolute man so i do like to apologize about that and it was under 23s and i should have known <laughs> i got a but, bit further than 18s just a little bit further <laughs> well mate it's just that's further than most people would have got so um thanks for joining us today mate how are you yeah i'm very well cheers for having me on boys as well really appreciate it Looking forward no to it. I've been looking forward to it, to be fair, all day. I've been looking forward okay. to it. Yeah, I have. I have. Maybe oh, people are li- hyping this up too much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's hope it lives up to expectations. Yeah, yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so. The whole football situation, obviously, you're, you're a goalkeeper. Yes. Um, how, how did you... What was, what's your, what was your path into, you know, um, into getting into, into football, really? Right, so... I started quite young, to be honest. I started playing football from about four years old. So that's quite young when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my first team was Camby Town. Uh, just went there, just like a little pre-football school thing. And my my dad's actually a goalkeeper. And he was like, oh, listen, like when you get there, are you going to go on pitch or where are you going to go? And I was like, no, I want to be like you. I'll go and go. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how I sort of become a keeper. And I literally just remember my first like training slash like little game. Uh I just went straight in goal, got kicked straight in the head, and I, I loved it for some reason. Don't know why, I just did. <laughs> uh, and the idea of going on pitch and running about just wasn't a bit of me, if I'm honest. It wasn't. I'll just happily stand there and just take a few to the head and hopefully catch a few. But nah, it's, it was, yeah, it was a weird one. It's just like how my dad was a keeper, and he sort of weren't expecting me to say, oh, yeah, I want to turn around and be a keeper. So I think he was kind of happy that I, I went between the sticks, to be honest. Yeah, so I started when I was, yeah, so I started when I was about uh, four, just in golf, Camry Town, just like local, to be honest with you, just for a bit of fun. It's quite unique, though, isn't it? Like, most people that like I know of, like keepers and even reading about like professional keepers and stuff, they kind of perhaps played a different position when they were younger or yeah, yeah. they got forced into in goal and they didn't really like it. They had a bit of time outfield and went back. But mm. you, you seem to have just been like, I want to be in goal and I'm not ever going to go on pitch. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so when I, so when I, because obviously we train, when I was at QPR, we trained with like all the keepers and that. Not one of them was a keeper all their life. They were like, like you said, they were just players that went on pitch for a bit, didn't fancy it, then just went in goal. Or maybe they weren't good enough on pitch and they went in goal and they turned out to be all right. But yeah, no, yeah, I guess it is kind of unique how I just went straight in goal and never looked back sort of thing. Yeah, it's very, no, very no, it is weird. Yeah. So, after Camby Town, so you're at Camby Town? Yes. And then, 
where do you go after that? Was it like districts or anything like that? Or? So I was at Cambly Town probably most of my like, youth career, youth career in like brackets. Uh, I was there from about four to about under 11s, I think. And then I started getting quite a lot of trials uh, in and out of academies, sort of like Chelsea, Crystal Palace, Wickham, Aldershot. So it, it wasn't my decision. My mum and dad sort of thought it was a bit unfair on Cambly to like, keep missing out because I had to play games for the academies whilst I was trialling yeah. so I'd obviously been missing games for Cambly and they thought it was a bit unfair like leaving Cambly without a keeper sort of thing one week and then I'll be there and then I'll, I'll sort of be like using them so it was a bit I felt a bit bad to be honest so I sort of like left Cambly uh, and then sort of just went into in and out of like clubs trialling uh, and then I signed for all and I, I went to a thing called Badshot so nothing really worked out with the, uh, with the trials uh, sort of got told no so I went to join a team called Badshot Lee. I played a year above. I remember the manager. You might know him, uh, Dave Ford, Mac Ford's dad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So his dad came around and was like, oh, look, like, I really want you to join my team. I know it's a year above. This is probably about when I was 13. So he, it was quite young still. So I was going to play under 14, so a year above. And when you're that young, the sort of physicality is a big difference. You're playing Massive. with like, it's only a year. It's, it's crazy. I look at it now, it's crazy because now I'm playing with like, 30 year olds which yeah. is crazy when you're that young you sort of it's sort of it's daunting because you're playing against bigger boys who are much older like, much older like a year older than you are uh so yeah it was a bit scary so i joined bad shot leave for about a year uh and then i left there and went to cove which was probably the funniest club i've ever been at it was just like with all my mates and that i was just loving it i was, I was sort of thinking our oh, football ain't really gonna be like serious or anything uh played for cove and then got into districts so I was in district for about year eight. So the first year district happened, I was there. So for year eight, all the way to year 11. Uh, got into county from year 10 to and year 11. So that was a massive achievement, going to Hampshire County. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, literally, like, getting ready for college and stuff. Like, went to went to F Court, went to Farnborough Sixth Form, went to that uh, Pulse Academy. Was set on going to Pulse Academy and was like, oh yeah, buzzing, like know what I'm doing with like my college stuff now. Uh, and then literally I get a phone call from, so I used to do like private goalkeeping and the goalie coach there was, he was at Reading at the time and he was like, oh, my mate at Millwall needs a keeper to play for him tomorrow in Sheffield. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. This is when I was 16. Jesus. So I was like, okay, cool. So I was like to my mum, I was like, oh mum, I've got an opportunity to like play for Millwall against Sheffield United. And so that sort of happened overnight and then next thing I know on the Saturday morning I'm travelling up to Sheffield United leaving at five in the morning <laughs> bless my mum driving all that way uh, so yeah it went really well Got uh, managed. so it was only meant to be one game so I wasn't really expecting anything but then the manager sort of said oh look we want you to come on a six week trial for Millwall so I was like okay cool yeah not expecting anything and then got to the end of the six week and they were like oh you're not just you're not quite right for us but my friend's is a goalie coach at QPR. He might like you. So I was like, okay, cool. Went to QPR. Within two weeks, I was signed. <laughs> it was crazy. So that was at 16. So that was quite late, to be honest, with like coming through football. So obviously I was set at like just ready to start college, ready to like live like a sort of find, find my route, see where I was going to go with my life. Yeah. Not really thinking football was going to be a big part of it until obviously I signed a two-year scholarship at QPR and I was a bit like, whoa, like this is actually real now. I could do this for like a living. So that's mental because yeah, like yeah, yeah, you think crazy. about it. So I mean, you're 16. Like I remember when I was 16, and 
you don't really know what you want to do with your life. You're looking no, at college and all this. I mean, what were you looking? Was it like football or sport related at college, or were you looking at other? So, avenues? so I've always been. I've I've never really been academically clever. Like I've always been like a. So in my GCSEs, I got like C's and D's and few B's. So I'm not like the smartest. Uh, nothing really interested me apart from sport. I was maybe thinking of going down the sort of physiotherapy sort of route, mm. but within sports still. Uh, yeah, it's just yeah. So I think f- becoming a physio was probably my main uh, idea of a career. But uh, so, I mean, at that age, yeah. you just don't know, really, do you? you like, d- yeah, I didn't. I wasn't. My heart wasn't set on it. I was all right. Don't really know what I'm doing. I was like, I want to do something in sport, maybe not football, but in sport in general. So maybe not. Why not a physio? Uh, so that was the that was my idea. That was the idea of going to Pulse just to get some qualifications and play football as well, which could be handy. Like was yeah. fun as well. Uh, but yeah, then I got this amazing opportunity and I was just, I was taken back to be honest with, by it. It's crazy. See, I get what you mean when you say about like the wanting to play football. So me and Brad both did like that Farnborough had like an academy thing. Yeah. We, yeah. we both did that. Cause it's like, you kind of get some qualifications out of it cause you don't really know what you want to do, but you can still no, play football, don't. which was great fun. But that's great. So when you had the six weeks, was that six weeks pretty much from that game against Sheffield United? So yeah, when I was at Millwall, so that's, that was a six-week trial. So literally from that Saturday, we played Sheffield. They were like, right, we want you to do a six-week trial now. So come in training uh, Monday and it will start from then. So I had to sign some papers when I went there. Bear in mind, Millwall was a long old way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a long old way. It's a horrible journey as well. Horrible journey. So bless my mum. Obviously, I was 60. I couldn't drive. My yeah. mum was finishing work at like... Uh, three o'clock, and then we'd have to leave straight away. I'd run home. I'd run home from school or whatever I was doing. Uh, what a trip! And then up. yeah, yeah, she'll drive me straight to Millwall. We'll get there for about six. It was a good like two hour drive with all traffic and rush yeah. hour and stuff like that. Yeah. And then train for like an hour and a half, and then like another two hour journey back. So it was That's it was quite insane. relentless, to be honest. How and that quick? Was three, is... That was what was that? Uh, how quick as well? So when you finished the six-week trial and they said, like, you're not quite right for us, how quick was it you were training then and doing the trial with QPR? Right, so that was... Oh, this is a long time ago now. Uh, probably about two weeks. So Seb, the goalie coach at Millwall, was like, oh, listen, my mate Dino, the goalie coach at QPR, might like you. I think they're looking for a keeper. Here's his number. I'll recommend you to him. So he literally, so I literally text him. Uh, obviously, Seb, the Millwall goalie, text him and he rang me on that. The next day after they told me no, saying come in for the next week, and then literally I think it was a summer holiday because they had like a little summer camp, uh, like a summer trial camp at QPR. So I went there and I was about no joke, there must have been about fifteen keepers my age there. Jeez, and I was like, I was like, I was literally like, oh right, this ain't gonna be, yeah. <laughs> this ain't gonna go too well. Fifteen keepers, and I'm and I'm looking at like big boys as well. Like, I wasn't the biggest back then. I was probably about five ten, five yeah, about five ten. And there's boys that are like touching six five, and I'm like, oh god, I ain't got a chance here. So I'm thinking, oh god, uh, back to the drawing board. But then, then off that week, so that was every day, obviously, because it was in the summer holidays. So that was every day training, and then the next week, uh, this is probably around uh, about September, oh, about August time now. Uh, they're like, oh, right, we're gonna give you another week, and we'll see how it goes. Like me expect me always thinking the worst. I was like, oh, okay, it's gonna be a no. And then I got turned around saying, oh yeah, we're gonna give you a two year scholarship. And I was just like, whoa, crazy. That's mental. So just to put that into context for like people listening or, or whatever, and just to remind myself. Yeah. So you basically a sixteen year old. You've you're playing football. You don't really think it's going anywhere. You enjoy nope. it. You're looking at qualifications, yeah. and then bang! Within the space of ten weeks, you've gone and 
yeah. played like had a trial and then been told no and then now you've just been given a two year scholarship at QPR. Yeah. Like that literally. is mental. And then the week after that, because I was sixty because I was under sixteen, so I hadn't started the scholarship yet. The week after I got told I was gonna sign, I was on the bench for the youth cup against Man United. Man. Uh and Marcus Rashford was playing, Timothy Fortsu Mensa, Angel Gomez, and I was just like, obviously they weren't big back then, yeah. but looking back at it now, I was like, whoa, that is crazy. I was like, Sorry, I was just told the grandkids. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> I've, I've got, I've still got the little team sheet with me and Marcus Rashford and that on it. So, <laughs> nah, it's, it's, it's a great memory to be honest. Great memory. That is quality. Madness. That is quality. So, obviously, so you're at QPR, and then um, what was it last season or the season before you? They released you? Yeah, yeah, got released the start of, yeah, so the end of 2018, so start of last season, I was right. finding the club. But yeah, so I got my two-year scholarship, got a one-year pro, and then fractured my back in training, because uh, I'd had back, uh, had back problems before, like just little niggles, and I didn't really think anything of it, and in this one training session, I remember I sort of dived sort of awkwardly, and I just felt my back go, and I was like, oh, okay, something came right here, I tried carrying on, but the goalie coach was like, oh, nah, just rest for a little bit. So I went to the physio. He was like, oh, nah, I've got to send you off for an MRI scan. So I went to get an MRI scan. Turns out I'd fractured my uh, lumbar L3. So that put me out for eight months. So I think that was probably a big turning point in me not getting a contract. I think I was halfway through the, f- the eight months and I was like, oh, look, I don't think I'm going to get contracted. Because obviously you need to be playing to get to earn the right to get a contract, if you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, you can't yeah. prove yourself so, injured. Yeah, so I was sort of like, bit downhearted then I was like, oh, eight months out of a 12 out of like a nine ten month uh, season I was like this ain't good here. uh so yeah literally they told me they pulled me into a room towards the end of the season they were like oh look you, you've been injured like the whole year basically you haven't really been doing anything he said it's it's very harsh but we're gonna have to release you just due to the fact that there just isn't a pathway for you and I completely I've I thought I'd be more angry than I was because obviously I'm not going to get a chance of the first thing because if the first choice gets injured, then the second choice is there and then third, fourth and fifth and then it's me. So as a keeper, there's only one spot. So yeah, got released that season. Yeah, so obviously after you, you were released, did, the, I mean, did they help you find a new club or did, was there any support? And like, obviously yeah. it's tough to take, do you know what I mean? So Yeah, yeah. Because obviously, um, I, did you see the story about that young lad at Man City? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So literally, so obviously, every, I don't know about every club because I haven't been at every club, but QPR are very good to me, I think. Uh, they got me a trial at Wimbledon literally within three weeks of telling me no. This is when I was fully fit again. Well, I thought I was fully fit. They they got me a trial at AFC Wimbledon, went down to Wimbledon. Uh, I did very well. I thought I did very well. But again, I sort of had a bit of pain in my back, so I, was, I, t- I had to tell him I sort of couldn't come back, uh, which was a bit gutting. So I had to rest a bit longer. Uh, but no, I, I still talk to him now, to be honest with you, uh, boys. I still talk to Chris Ramsey, the, ga- the top uh, head guy there. Mm-hmm. I still talk. I still talk to the goalie coach, literally like every other day. Uh, I still chat to all the boys. So no, QPR have been they've been very good with me. I don't know if that's the same with everyone, but. I remember a conversation I had with Chris Ramsey, the, the top guy. He sort of said, he was the one that released me. He said to me, I'll help you as much as I can because you work hard and I know your, I know my effort isn't going to go wasted. Because I can imagine some boys, obviously, if they get released, they're a bit like, oh, they go a bit sour. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, But I sort of took it as like a, 
just uh, nothing really. I laughed it off. I just got back to the drawing board, and I think they liked that uh, sort of reaction rather than feeling sour towards them. But no, yeah, like you said, I've I've been looked after. I like I say I can't say that's uh, for every club, but no, nah, I've been very well looked after since leaving. Well, that makes me very proud to be a QPR. Yeah, yeah, no, it is a like, it is a great club. Exactly, and like you said about the, the story about the, the the lads from Man City, um, it made me thought, and it was uh, like made me think: is there support from other clubs? Obviously, mm-hmm. you you can only go off of obviously QPR, One but club, yeah. Um, I'm glad that the club did, you know, help you find a trial and then you're still in con- contact with them now. So that's really, no, that's yeah. good. That's really good. No, it is, it is. And I'm thankful for them, to be honest. Yeah, I am. So where where are you at now? So I'm at Hampton Richmond now, uh, Conference South team, semi-professional. Yeah. Been to and watch I'm that a couple yeah. of times. Have you? Yeah, yeah. Been to watch the yeah, old no. Beavers, yeah. Yeah, the old Beverly Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> and how's yeah. that going? Oh, mate, I'm loving it. I'm loving football again. Because obviously, last season I was at a team called Beaconsfield, which was the league below that. So yeah. they were, I don't know what it's called, Conf- uh, Southern Central or something like that. It's, it's, it's me and Le- Le- League, so step three. Uh, that was my first full season of men's football, and it was a massive, massive eye-opener compared to like, academy football. Left there, end of last season, just after the... the Season got cut short, obviously, because of the COVID. Yeah. And then, yeah, joined Hampton late pre-season. The gaff got in touch with me uh, and then went down there. And, yeah, I've been loving it ever since, to be honest, mate. Been loving it. I mean, Hampton, Richmond, I know they've, they've always been a... I've always looked, I've always looked out for them. Um, yeah. They've yeah. always... You, you look at... The, well, one player in particular that they've produced, Jamal Lowe. Jamal Lowe, who's yeah. flying at Swansea at the moment. So... That's a good little club for you, mate. I think that's that's yeah, definitely. It's, it's a good. I sort. Of, I don't want to say it like in this way, but it's like a pathway club. It's a step. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you, you play at these clubs. You do your best for them. It's good for them and it's good for you. You get noticed by someone. You go up. That's what I did last year. I had a very good season. Uh, we were sort of like a we were like a relegation team uh, last year at Beaconsfield. Yeah, every, every which is perfect for me because every game was hard. I was busy every game. And obviously it worked because I got noticed by uh, the gaffer at Hampton and then, yeah, he got me in. So, yeah, no, it was good. It was a good little stepping stone last year. And obviously this year, try and do the same thing. Go up again next season or the season after, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, just push push on every year, mate. Yeah. Exactly that, exactly. That's, that's the thing that I think is quite good because you see a lot of players get released from a club like QPR, someone that's like big name, everyone knows of them, and they just never get back. Nah, like you seem nah. to took it really well and you're like, do you know what? I'm going to get over my back issues and I, I really want to drive on. Like, And you, you seem happy. I mean, would you say you're enjoying football the most now? Yeah, to be honest, I would. Because obviously at QPR, it's amazing. Oh, yeah, I play for QPR. Everyone knows QPR. It's like, it's, it is good for your ego, if you know what I mean. But looking back on it, I don't think it was... It, obviously, it's a great club, but it, it wasn't good for my... uh wasn't good for me to improve in the real world of football because 23's football isn't real football it's like it's nice it's easy everyone like doesn't really tackle the football's like lovely you're playing on excellent pitches week in week out and then you get boys that go on loan to like a lower club and they just crumble because they're not used to that sort of environment of there's money on the line there's mortgages to be paid sort of thing it's it's the Uh, balance almost yeah this is football as a passion and I want to do well and I've also got a life 
Exactly. Yeah. Exactly that. Yeah, and you so, don't have to deal with bobbles, so it's all. Yeah, yeah. Well, I am now. Cool. Bobble city yeah, everywhere. Every week, bobble city. <laughs> oh, yeah. But nah, yeah, like you said, I'm loving. I'm loving it now. I'm actually loving football again. Loving I think it, mate. you're still. I know, like obviously with football, it's like you have to be such a young age now. But you got players like Vardy, like Ian Wright was the same. Mm. There's players that can prove that you can you can make it when you're older. And I think your mindset now. I mean, what you're what twenty twenty one. 20, yeah. Yeah, 20. So, I mean, that's crazy. Like, you've gone from QPR, you're playing well, you're feeling good. Like, the only way is up, really, for you, if you keep your mentality yeah, as it is, which is great. Yeah, and like you said. The yeah. most important thing is, like, you're, you're enjoying football because that's the whole reason everyone starts in the first place when they're young. It's, mm, it's yeah, 100% agree. It. So, I mean, I mean, how how's the season obviously going for you so far? Uh, we're doing all right, to be honest, because obviously we started later because we're Conference South. So, we started on the 3rd of October. Uh, so, we've played... Oh, we played three games, I think. I think we're about mid-table. Uh, but we're doing re- really well in the FA Cup. We've got Oldham Athletic on Sunday at home, which is a massive game, League Two. So that's nice. a massive game for the club. It's just a yeah. shame that... Obviously, it's a shame that fans can't come in. I'm sure you'll touch on that soon, but it's an absolute shame that they can't come. Especially uh, if it's like that, definitely. Like, I think yeah. Premier League can get away with it a bit more because it is... Yeah, of course. You can watch it on telly, but for like the smaller sort of clubs, the, the fan base is huge for them. Yeah, massively, I mean, massively. Cup, like even like your mates and stuff, like to be like, oh, I'm gonna watch you in the FA Cup. Like that's yeah, big. it's crazy. That's big. So no, to be fair, the, yeah. well, this episode's coming out Friday, so yeah, we're two days away essentially from from when you're playing. Mm. So uh, what time's kickoff? Uh, so it's a twelve forty-five kickoff, I think. Yeah, it's twelve forty-five on Sunday, seventh of November. Well, let's hope for a big win and a clean sheet. Yeah, 100%. let's hope so, mate. <laughs> let's hope so. Because it's yeah, is it, it straight to Penos if it's a draw. Uh, I th- no, it's a re- it's a extra time now. I think I think right. the first round's gone, so it was straight to pens. But now I think it's first round proper, so it's extra time then penalties. So it could be a long old game. It could be a long, long game. Yeah, yeah. back to the world performance <laughs> <laughs> part of us. And how, how do you find sort of like the teammates and stuff? Because obviously I know going back to like when you're at Cove, you had all your mates there, and I think a lot of people especially like Sunday league, like that's the funnest part of football is like playing football with your mates. Yeah, yeah. It's great fun. Do you get on well with the people at Hampton Richmond more than perhaps QPR? Uh, I think probably about, probably a different way, you know, because obviously at QPR you're in there every day. You're seeing all the faces, same faces every day. You become like best mates because you're always with each other. You, you've got the same ambitions. You're, you're living the same life because you haven't really got a life outside of QPR, if I'm honest, because you were there from... Everyone thinks footballers finish at like 12 o'clock. I can tell you now that's not the case at QPR. We'd get in at like... We'd get in at half eight. We'd be gone by like five o'clock, half five, five, uh, half four, five o'clock on some days. So it was quite a long day. Yeah. So you're literally... You're including physical activity in there because I think people just think they turn up, they train, they go in. Yeah. Yeah, that's not the case. So you'll get in in the morning... Have have the, uh, breakfast about quarter to nine. You'll be sitting around doing nothing until about half nine. You start pre-act at half nine, out for like quarter past ten. Then you're doing like a two-hour session. You you come in, you have lunch. You then do another session or you're in the gym. And then you do an analysis. And it's just, it is quite a lot. People think you're always in and out. Uh, that's not always the case. I don't know if that's the same at every club, like I said. But QPR, that was it was a long it was long days. I can tell you now, it was a long day. I don't know, now I know why players love days off. Yeah, exactly <laughs> that. They can see why it was at the golf clubs and stuff like that because it's good to get away. It's good yeah, definitely. To get away. 
Would you say, so like obviously growing up, everyone wanted to be a footballer, like, and like you just said, like we, everyone thinks it's just about training and stuff. Mm. Was the analysis and that, did you, did you actually find that interesting or was it kind of just like, oh, it's just part of the job? No, of course not. It was, it was always interesting because I wouldn't be in this sort of career if I didn't find stuff like that interesting. But there were some days, you know, when it's like winter time and you're like going in and it's dark and you're coming out when it's dark and you can see out the window it's getting dark and you've got like an hour and a half of analysis you're a bit like oh come on gaffer like just (laughs) just let us just let us go but now because you're in that sort of work life that career around football there's a lot of passionate people and they don't care whether it's dark raining sunshine or anything until like the job's done sort of thing so they will get you in to do analysis for two hours and not even care yeah but I, i i didn't really mind too much like QPR went too far away from me. It was only about half hour, 35 minute drive just down the M3, N25. So it weren't too bad. So I, I didn't mind. But obviously some lads are different. They were, they hated it. They'd sort of try and get out of it. They would be late to it. But that's yeah, everyone's different, I guess. Yeah, definitely. What about, so obviously you've got the goalkeeping coaching going at the moment. Yes, yes. How How's that going? And, you know, what's the... Is there is it age specific and you know what? How's that? How's it getting? How's it getting on? Yeah, it's actually going <laughs> surprisingly unbelievable, mate. So I started it as the lockdown got eased. I sort of started it because I was not at football, wasn't really doing anything. Uh, was just being lazy, wasn't getting any money. So I was like, oh, what can I be doing to get money? Sort of thing. And I was, had this random idea one day, and I was like, why don't I just use my goalkeeping and use it to like the younger kids around here because there's no goalie coach around here around the farm no. area so there's not I literally don't know any uh, so I was like oh, let me just start my own thing up I put a little thing on Facebook see how it goes I'll, get, I'll buy some balls uh, and I'll buy some cones so the next day luckily my dad's mate he had some balls he gave me some balls and then I went to Sports Direct bought a little little uh, coaching kit where I had cones and a ladder and I think like three hurdles for like 15 quid so I was like yeah I'll do that not think anything of it really, and then but put a thing on Facebook. Had about three, four people like come back to me saying, "Oh yes, we'll we'll love some training." Uh, so I'd started like doing one to one training, uh, and then literally, I kid you not, the week after, I had about ten kids, uh, ten parents message me saying, "Oh, just just seen you doing uh, goalkeeping. We'd really like to get on board." Blah blah blah. Because obviously they'd recommended to their friends and so on. Uh, so yeah, I had about nine ten keepers, and now I'm looking at it now. I've probably got like twenty twenty two keepers. <laughs> Bloody so hell! It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, and I can only redo really like. So obviously, I've got my own training. So we train Tuesday, Thursdays, and game Saturday. So I can only really do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then I've started doing Sundays now. So I have to get in. I have to get in a lot of kids in a short time, a uh, short uh, amount of time. And obviously, with the winter coming now, it's obviously dark by like half four. It's it's grim. So I've, it's got to the point where I had to buy a, my own floodlight because <laughs> I was no gonna, way. <laughs> yeah, so I started doing it. Uh, I was going to start doing group sessions at an AstroTurf, but obviously because of the guidelines, the AstroTurf people got back to me and they said, "Oh, look, you've got to be affiliated with a club. Uh, you can't like just do sort of football just on your own sort of thing." I was like, "Okay, right." So instead of thinking, "Oh, let me just affiliate uh, affiliate myself with a club and like make them happy," I was like, "I'm just going to show them that." I don't need them sort of thing. Yeah. That that was my mindset behind it. Cause all, at the end of the day, you're a keeper. You, you want to get muddy. You don't really care about the grass side of things. So I was really paying for an Astro Turf just for, just for the floodlights, just for a bit of light. That was yeah. what I was going to be paying for. And I was a bit like, Oh, what's the point in that? Why am I going to be forking out my 
expenses just to them just for a light and i was like let me just invest it was actually it, it was my barber that can't this idea i can't i ain't gonna take it away from it, it was my barber you learn a lot of things in a barber chair 100%. Yeah, tell me about it <laughs> <laughs> then people are lifesavers yeah so i just sat i sat in the barbers uh barbers and i was like oh fletch mate i'm having a i'm having a mare here and he sort of told me and he screwed on he was like why don't you buy your own floodlight and i was like yeah you got a point there so i literally as soon as I got as soon as I got home from the fresh trim, I was looking online, has to buy a floodlight, where to get them from. And I saw this floodlight and I was like, okay, yeah, it's ledge. Let me just have a look at that. And I was like, I saw the price and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, right, this is real now. If I was like, I was thinking, if I buy this now, this has to be like an actual thing I've got to carry on doing because obviously it's a big investment. So I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna do it. And I've I've done it and yeah, it's going really well, really well. Oh That's pick great. up your barber, by the way, because I've yeah. never seen you with a shit trim, by the way. So hey, thank you. <laughs> Your barber must be working wonders. Yeah, he's doing mad things. <laughs> Fletch, Fletch the barber. <laughs> Fletch, Fletch the barber. All the shots. <laughs> Little shout out. Massive shout out. Yeah, we'll get it all, we'll get it all over it. Everyone yeah, will be nice, turning nice. up now. <laughs> do you do miles? Sweet, yeah. <laughs> How do you um with the, with the coach and stuff? I mean, you must find that like quite rewarding as well like to give oh, back massively. kind of thing and uh, the way yeah. i look at it is i mean i presume the kids are from different age groups and stuff as well yeah yeah but yeah yeah they are yeah. growing up as so... a kid when you do training uh sorry um but the you like your coach and stuff it's normally like a parent of a player or, mm. or something like that so it must be amazing as a kid to sort of like have someone train you that's like obviously you're not old at all but like yeah the places you've been to the things you've experienced in your in your career already like that must be huge for them like they can go and brag to their mates on the playground and be like yeah my uh goalkeeper coach is was a professional qpr yeah and no, they're like what on, then, <laughs> yeah you're spot on that's so quality. yeah so yeah i do all different age groups like tonight i had my first i had my youngest i had a nine-year-old who just turned he was just turned nine uh last week i think it was and I go all the way up to, I've got a, like a lad who's 23. So he's older than me. So it's a bit weird. That's a bit weird Mental, when you think about yeah. it. Like, I'm coaching someone who's older than me. And I'm a bit like, oh, what's going on here? But nah, yeah, like all different age groups. And like you said, it is so rewarding. Like it's a different, it's a different buzz from actually playing. Because when I'm, when I'm playing, I get a buzz off saving and all this. And now I'm getting buzzed, I'm getting buzzed off these kids making saves. And I'm just like, whoa, crazy. And it's so it makes me so happy to see from like how they start to how they are like now from where they've just started co- uh, started with me and now they're like to this stage with me now and just seeing like different improvements in different lads and it's just it's amazing like seeing how well they do and yeah like you said <laughs> they've all found me on instagram they're all like spamming me saying oh thanks miles loving it blah 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 one lad uh he bought me a like a fifa ultimate team card Oh, no way! Yeah, man. it was wicked, mate. It was wicked. He turned up, turned up one day, and he's got his finger on his back, and I'm like, "Oh, Frankie, what you got behind your back, mate?" And he's, "Oh, I got this for you." And he's made me like my own little ultimate team card, and I was like, "Oh, amazing!" Because he was, he's a QPR fan, you see. And the week before that, I did a Q and A. Got Joe Lumley to come on because obviously I'm mates with Joe, so I got him to do a little Q and A FaceTime with Frankie because he's a big QPR fan. He was buzzing uh-huh. with it. He was telling all his mates in the playground. And the next day at school, he was actually buzzing. So yeah, no, it is, it's a real, it's real amazing. good to be honest. Like, so the yeah. thing is, like, I mean, obviously the the best case scenario, like, imagine one of these kids ends up going somewhere. You'd be so proud. Well, oh, massively. Even the fact that like one of these kids might just pull off like a 90th minute save in a Sunday league, hmm. and like that's come from you, like with training yeah. them and stuff like that. Oh, that's just amazing. Like, I think it's nice though. Like, obviously, yeah, like you said, when you came out, like lockdown at ease and 
football hadn't started yet, like that you, you mm. were, you're doing something you're passionate about, but it's helping others. Like it's just the best kind of thing you could be doing because you could just go and get like a part-time job somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. giving back. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I still, I message, so every Sunday I message all the parents and all like the old lads who I've got numbers. I'm like, how did you do this weekend? Like, because I'm, I'm so eager to know how well they did or how not so well and how we can fix that. So when you say passion, it is, it is passion because I can easily just sit there and be like, oh, do you want a session? Yeah, cool. Let me take your money. Cool. Bye. See you later. But it's not, that's not the thing. That's not, it's not important to me. I'd rather know that they're improving, they're enjoying it, they're getting the most from their training and they're taking it into games. So I'm always there Sunday night messaging them. They're probably, they're pretty sick of me, to be honest, all the parents. <laughs> so I'm always messaging them. They're pretty sick of me. But I'm always messaging them saying, oh, how, how well did you do today? Could you improve on anything? Have you got any footage from the game? Just so I can see what they're doing. And then the next time I'll see the lads, they'll be like telling me how, like, how they got on. And then sometimes they're like, oh, you know that session we did the other week? I made a save just like that in the game. And I'm just like, oh, wicked. Like, it, 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 it puts a smile on your face. It does. And like you said, like you said, Ben, it doesn't matter if it's grassroots or it's academy. Like I've got different levels. I've got boys who play for like Campbell and Cove, and I've got boys who play for QPR, Reading, and like a Chelsea lad. So it's it's crazy. Like That's it's different same. levels, but they all count the same. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think it's a test to your character, though. Like a tribute to your character. Sorry. So like you, the way you were sort of grown up. I mean, it sounds like your, your parents were like, especially your mum, obviously driving you to all that stuff. You've had such mm. a great support there. And then the support you got from QPR, obviously it might be at different other clubs, but the support you got there, you're very humble. And the fact that you are, you do care about the people you're training and you want them to do well rather than just the money. Because yeah. I guarantee there's a load of people out there. It's the same with any kind of business where they just do it and they get their money. They've got yeah, a fake yeah. smile and then that's it. Like, But you, yeah, you genuinely care. I mean, yeah, you're probably upsetting obviously. a lot of husbands by messaging all these parents like, yeah, with your fresh trim. <laughs> How'd you get on? They're like, he's been messaging me all week. <laughs> so no, I mate, that's I I saw that you're doing the coaching and stuff, but I didn't know like to the extent that you got that much of a range and that you're actually messaging the parents to see how they got on and stuff. Like that's that's absolutely quality, especially with someone like 20. I mean, I wouldn't have been doing that when I was 20. Like <laughs> I was so selfish okay. at that age. So, yeah. I, I wouldn't be that mature. Like you, you seem really mature you know you've, you've you've come out of like being released by qbr and having knockbacks and you've come mm. out so well so i mean you should be proud of yourself mate because like i said i wouldn't i wouldn't have been that mature at 20 and i wouldn't be able to speak the way you've spoken so far um, <laughs> like you know what i mean so now uh, big up yourself man cause... nah cheers i appreciate that boys i appreciate that thank you very much it's an absolute pleasure so yeah i mean we've kind of covered obviously where it all came from getting to QPR where you're mm. at where you're at now have you got obviously any idea really what you want to be doing in the future is it any different to being 16 again like have you got like a path that you've kind of laid out in your head thinking this is where I want to go uh good question uh I haven't I haven't to be honest I have I've got a dream to play where I want to play I've got my ways of getting there but with football it's so unpredictable you don't really know where you're gonna end up uh, the dream is to play at Wembley. The dream is to play for England. That is that is my goal. Uh, the dream is to go back into full-time football first. Uh, there are ways of how to get into it. Obviously, I know I need to... So football is just mainly experience. So the more games I get under my belt, like the more range I've got my CV, the more trust i got in managers, the more people I know in football, it gives you a better chance of reaching that goal. 
So that's when I said about the stepping stone. Once you get 40, 50 games at this level, you get 40, 50 games at the next level and so on and so on. You just work your way up. Uh, sort of like how Nick Pope did. He sort of just built his built his games up, built his games up and look where he is now. Do you know what I mean? So, no, I haven't really got a Pacific, Pacific future plan. It's just rather just get the games in, head down, focus on Saturday, focus on the next Saturday and so on and so on and see where it takes me, to be honest. That is, that's the plan. <laughs> absolutely class yeah it seems like yeah i think that's the best way to to live though you've got the balance of kind of like you know roughly what you want and you know the steps you need to do to get there but you're living in the moment and enjoying it as you can yeah and I exactly because right. you get a lot of people who either live in the past liverpool fans <coughs> or, <laughs> or people who look too much to the future and they never actually may take the risks or do the actions they need yeah. to, to get there like so i think you've got a perfect balance which again for someone who's 20 is is absolutely amazing i think you're gonna have a, a very successful career in in whatever you do whether like the football winning aspect i mean i hope i'd love to see you at wembley because me and brad can take some free tickets yeah exactly we'll have a box yeah you'll be waving to us at the end (laughs) (laughs) or whether it's like the coaching side of thing and and that that blows up but i think either way whichever or it might even be that you completely leave football at some point like no one knows but regardless of what you do i think it's gonna go absolutely like quality and yeah i think you'll be very very successful no thank you very much appreciate that mate there's one question, right, I want to ask, okay? Yes. And this is, I thought of it, and I was like, right, I wonder if it's a good question to ask, right? So yeah. obviously you've played with decent keepers at QPR, right? Yep. And yep. if you could take one attribute from one keeper, yeah, what keeper would it be? So whether mm. it's someone's, a uh, keeper's handling or communication. Right, so at QPR? Well, you played with, obviously you played with, Different keepers, so yeah, yeah. It's wherever you played. Do you know what I mean? You're, you, the keeper, you, you would love to take that attribute from them. Oh, and go, that is a good question. That is a good question, Brad. He's been uh, sandbagging that for so long. Yeah, you have, you have in it. Oh, this is actually really hard because there's two, there's two people. Uh, right. So the first, oh, the first one is Joe Lumley's distribution because it is a joke. Uh, you might not have seen it because obviously fans are so quick to jump on his back. Don't know yeah. why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I, I agree with you, mate. But no, nah, his honestly, his distribution, Lumber's distribution, is a joke. Uh, or Senny Diang's cross taking that is also a joke. He comes for absolutely anything and everything, uh, which is crazy. Like he literally. I remember watching him a game, uh, watching a game from the twenty threes, and he's literally no joke. He's come a corner, he's come on the penalty spot, the other side of the penalty spot, and taken across. I don't know how he's got there, but he's just come through everything. Nice. So I'd, I'd say either them two, off the top of my head. But that's a good question. That had me thinking that. Even if good. I don't even good. come off my line in five aside, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like standing there scared. Like, <laughs> but Miles, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Like, especially as the first guest as well, like, honestly, yeah, thank your, you, your insight, I think, because the aim of the podcast, as we sort of said in the first episode, we want to try and, like, dig into kind of the stories and the stuff that you don't mm. really hear about much and to see yeah, yeah. how you've progressed and, and where you're at now and how y- your confidence is almost the highest it's ever been is, mm. is absolute quality. And, uh, yeah, obviously, we'll share all your social links and stuff. We'll get everyone behind you and hopefully we'll see you repping an English at some point in the future. Yeah. Hopefully, boys. Thank you as well. I, I really appreciate it, to be honest, boys, to get me on here. First guest as well. Love it. No, thank you very much, mate. You're an yeah. absolute gent.
no and worries. We'll no hopefully worries. get you on maybe like in a year's time as like a progression yeah. update and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, wicked. Totally up for that. Totally Perfect. up for that. Right, nice one, fellas. Thank you very much. Been an absolute pleasure. Enjoy, right, the, boys, enjoy the rest of your evening. And uh, good you luck too, on the fellas. weekend as well. I'll go put the kids Sunday. to bed now. Fuck sake. <laughs> 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 but yeah, good luck on Sunday, Miles. We'll be uh, Cheers, keeping mate. an eye out. Nice to All meet right. you as well, Ben, mate. Nice, nice to meet you, you, mate. Good one. We'll have to Lives. go for a pint at some point yes. after second lockdown. Well, when we can. Yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly. Know. Whenever that is. I oh, know. <laughs> Jesus. Another six right months. Now. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Nice one, boys. Uh, right. Take it easy. See you in a bit. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please give us a follow. Share this around so we can get a bit more exposure. Please leave a review as well because that really helps us too. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 2 Podcast, and we'll see you in the next episode.